Okay, week 10, Home Dogs Podcast. Mark and Travis with you as always. Nine weeks down, nine weeks to go. Can't believe we're already at the halfway point, the obligatory. Week 10, can't believe we're in double digits already. Season's flying by. I think I said a few weeks ago that Thanksgiving would be here before we know it, and uh, that is true. That Those Thanksgiving games are right around the corner, but we got to get to week 10 first. Home Dogs uh, coming off one of our roughest weekends in a while. Uh, the Titans luckily salvaged what could have been just a disastrous weekend. Uh, we doubled up on the Titans, and they really came through and lifted our spirits after just a, a terrible, terrible Sunday uh, with a very easy cover against the Rams. We were able to sit back and, and finally relax, and we salvaged a 5-5 five and five record overall. We were 3-2 and two in the circuit contest. We were 2-3 and three in the super contest. So we, we averted disaster, I would say, uh, not dramatically, because uh, the way things were going on Sunday, it was really bad. We went 1-3 and three in the early slate. And we doubled up on San Francisco, and, and they just laid an absolute egg against Colt McCoy and the Cardinals. We just cannot seem to get Arizona right this year. I think we've gone against them every single week and lost. Uh, I think we, we took Green Bay on that Thursday and won, but just not a great record going against Arizona. Overall, halfway point, we are uh, in contention in both these contests. Circuit contests, we are 25-19-1. Very respectable record, but uh, we're only in a thousandth place there. About five points out of the top 100, which which pays out in the Circa uh, Pro Football Contest. In the Westgate Super Contest, we are 24, 20, and 1. So just one game uh, worse than our Circa record. And in that contest, we were in 407th place. So uh, much more within striking distance, I guess, uh, the good betters went to the Circa Contest this year. So uh, another five games in each contest to pick this week, week 10. I don't really know where to start. Five games this week have a line of three or fewer six games have a line of eight and a half or more so just a really wonky week uh mark when you look at that and you see those kind of numbers uh, how is it for you just digesting the lines this week yeah i think i'm, I'm really lost this week so i'm going to lean on both you guys um just tough lines uh, i don't feel like i have a good feel for the games i feel like a lot of teams that both covered last week are playing each other and that didn't cover are also playing each other so i always find that difficult to uh to get through yeah. Um, and before we, we get to the games, I just want to, you know, we, we ended this football week with just a horrible, horrible officiating performance by Tony Carrenti on Monday night. So, you know, the officials, it, it seems like it's getting worse as the season goes along. The end of these games, it's just it's just awful with the amount of penalties that come. Travis, our resident uh, officials expert, just just what do you make of what you've seen in the last few weeks? I feel like we're, we're devolving with these officials, right, especially old guys like Carrenti. Yeah, Mark and I were just talking like before you you got on that uh, Carrenti seems to be deteriorating pretty quickly and is at the bottom of the barrel, I would say, or, or towards the bottom half of these officials. I don't know that the officiating overall is getting worse, but I do think that the differentiation between who the good refs are, and I would say the good being those that can kind of keep the game under control and kind of stay to the sides and let the game play out, you know, that, that group is pretty small and the rest of them just are there's been a lot of turnover in the last couple of years. So you got a lot of relatively new guys and I think it's, um, it may take time for them to develop, but I don't really know what it all means. I don't know what the NFL can do about it. The, that taunting penalty that Carrenti called after he kind of stuck his ass out and, and touched that player was ridiculous. We don't like him. We don't like hockey. Lee. Uh, Scott Novak, AKA Novocaine just been a pain in our, our side all season long, but I do want to shout out Brad Rogers, um, who was the official in the Tennessee Rams game on Sunday night. He did a phenomenal job growing a great beard as, as, uh, I think a lot of the officials are this month for, uh, for cancer. Is that right, Mark? Did you look that up? Uh, I can't remember what it's for, but it's, I think it's at Movember 
November thing, isn't it? All right. So good for the officials for at least doing something positive uh, <laughs> other than, than calling bullshit penalties. But just wanted to get that out of the way first. Uh, we'll, we'll obviously get to the guys uh, if they happen to interfere with some of the games that we like this week. But uh, it's it's just it's just a terrible feeling when, when your bet gets screwed by an official and not some shitty quarterback play that you decided to take. I don't know where to get us started this week. Mark, you said you were lost. Trav, do you have a game that you really like? Because I, I have a couple that I kind of like but nothing that really stands out to me so far it's a tough slate yeah it's a tough slate i don't know that i have a, i've got a couple of circles here and some that are pretty gross i guess one that i would put out there for you it's more for discussion i don't know if it's a game i really like but a line that just seems super fishy to me is new orleans only getting three um in tennessee now tennessee covered last week new orleans did not and while i think the line is smaller than it maybe should be i, I would be on new orleans here because something just seems off um, we love Tennessee as a dog, not so much as a fave. They're 5-0 outright this year as a dog, and 2-2 two and two outright as a fave. Uh, same against the spread records as well. Uh, it's funny that Tennessee is 14 in DVOA, but has beaten the number 10 team twice, the number 4 team, and the number 3 team. The Saints are number 8 in DVOA, including number 3 defensively. So maybe the line's right. Um, just feels like the Saints should be getting a little bit more, a few more points. And because I think that, um, I think I'm probably wrong, and I think I would kind of lead to the Saints here. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up uh, DVOA. Shats had a good good write-up on this. Uh, apparently, I mean, you know, this is kind of a random stat, but this year's Tennessee team is the ninth worst 7-2 and two DVOA team in history. He, he didn't quite uh, articulate why that's the case, but um, I think they, they basically started the year off very poorly in weeks one through three and then kind of gotten together in the last uh, four or five weeks. Um, so maybe that's contributing to it. I think you're right. I, I feel like the, the right side's the Saints. I, I just it's unclear to me who's playing quarterback. Is, is it going to be uh, Taysom Hill? Not clear. Not sure if I want to trust Simeon on the road. But um, I, you know, I, I think it's the right side. But just a little weary given given Tennessee's success the last few weeks. Yeah, I, I like this one a lot too. I feel like you know it's time for us to go back to the flip flopping the Saints strategy. We went against them last week with Atlanta and won. Now we can hop right back on. I don't think it matters if it's Simeon or or Taysom. I think he's going to stick with Simeon. I think he played well in the second half against the Falcons. They just got off to a really bad start that game and, and just climbed out of it a little too late. Interesting, the Saints have the number three overall defense in DVOA. I think it's one of the better units that that I've seen this year in the league, and we've obviously taken them a lot. So feel good about them going up against the Titans offense, which is probably one-dimensional without Henry now. Tennessee just four in a row, wins over the Chiefs, the Bills, the Rams, and the Colts. They're seven and two against the spread. We timed it well last week, but uh, they got to be due for a letdown at some point. And we've all we've talked about is how we like taking Frable as a dog. So now that the Titans are finally favored, maybe it's time to go against them. So I'm, I'm fine to take the Saints here. Yeah, I got nothing okay. else to add. Yeah, I, yeah, I think we keep we keep it in the mix. I think that makes sense. All right, let me throw one out because I have these these big lines are really throwing me off. Obviously, six games, eight and a half or more. You got to think probably going three and three this weekend so it's it's how you can time which one you like which one you don't but one of the favorites that i do like is dallas uh they are nine and a half point favorites over the falcons that's in the super contest maybe the line will be a little less in the circa so we can wait and see what happens there but i just think a great spot to take dallas they, they finally had their their clunker of the season after starting the year seven and zero against the spread just totally laid an egg against the broncos at home a game we talked about taking but ultimately left Denver on the sideline much to our chagrin but I, I just think that Atlanta still is really really bad they're number 31 overall in DVOA somehow they're four and four and would be in the playoffs if the season ended today so I just think it's a nice get right spot for Dallas big line I can't see a lot of people laying the points here in the contest especially after Atlanta has won a couple in a row here so 
I like Dallas. Is that stupid, Trav, uh, NFC East taking a team from that division? No, not at all. Um, you know, the NFC East in total outside of the division is 14 and 14, but it's obviously bolstered by Dallas's good record. So I did have Dallas circled here. That was going to be the next game I brought up. There are five instances this week where you have a team that covered last week against a team that did not cover last week. Mm-hmm. One of those was New Orleans. Um, the other one or another one is is Dallas here. So I like it. They're getting 40% of the bets and 80% of the money. So those those splits I like a lot. I mean, they were putrid last week. Uh, against Denver, like you said, laid a total egg. Um, Atlanta, we've kind of gotten lucky on a couple of times, including last week. I think it worked well. But I think under 10 here is, is kind of a gift, and I agree it's a get-right spot for Dallas. So I don't have much else to add. I mean, the one thing that jumps out to me is you know, Matt Ryan hasn't turned the ball over too much this year. Uh, he did have two interceptions, I think, uh, two or three weeks ago. Didn't turn the ball over last week, and I don't believe. Um, but I could see – you know, against that secondary kind of, you know, a couple more turnovers and this game gets out of hand. So I, I do like Dallas. I mean, this is a Dan Quinn uh, revenge game. He's the, the Dallas yeah. defensive coordinator. Um, I could see him getting the defense up for this. Um, I, I'd be curious to see if, if Tyron Smith, uh, Dallas's left tackle is playing. He didn't play last week. I feel like that actually played a big part in that game. I wish we knew that going into last week. Um, I feel like it definitely would have been on Denver if that was the case. Um, but I, I agree. I, I, it's kind of crazy that that uh, you know the line's nine and a half uh, versus Atlanta. It was nine and a half last week versus Denver. Um, I feel like you know Denver a little bit better team than Atlanta. Yeah, I, I can get involved. Uh, and I feel like the Cowboys have just been playing some good defenses lately too. You can go back to the Minnesota game in the week before, and then Denver this week. And there's nothing better than playing the Falcons, especially at home. So, uh, Mark, what are you uh, what are you eyeing? Yeah, at all this week necessarily have like a top five or anything laid out um there's games i'd like to talk about the, the jets line is perplexing to me a little bit um given buffalo's recent woes i think they're getting was it 11 and a half at home versus buffalo in the super contest yeah um, lower than the 13 you're seeing in most places too which is annoying yeah i thought that was odd um so that that gives me a little pause i, I do think that the mike white thing is for real I thought Salah's press conference was interesting today. He seemed to allude that, you know, the job is not necessarily going back to Wilson. Um, it seems like, you know, the coaching staff's very impressed with White. I, I thought he looked great in the, the two series he played against Indy last Thursday. You know, for context, the Jets were 0-6 last year when they played Buffalo at home. They were nine and a half point dogs against Buffalo. They ended up covering. That's with Adam Gase's coach. No fans. Here they're getting eleven and a half at home with maybe an arguably better quarterback or better situation. I, I just think Buffalo hasn't looked great. Obviously, they lost last week. Uh, double-digit road favorites have gone 45 and 58 against the spread since 2003. I don't need to force this game, but uh, curious what you guys think. I mean, it's not one that I spent a lot of time looking at just because I feel like, you know, eventually, well, Buffalo, despite what they've done the last couple of weeks, you know, they've still blown out some bad teams. I think they've, you know, won uh, three or four games by over 15 points. You know, they could do that again here. I agree with you. Mike White looked okay in a couple series against the Colts, but he also threw two balls that could have been intercepted in his two drives, um, at least that I remember off the top of my head. I did like that the Jets fought back in that game and you know almost kind of had the backdoor cover late. Um, so you'd be set up for that here would be okay, but it's not a game that I necessarily loved. Yeah, I'm struggling with this one because I – I'm annoyed that we don't have the 13 or the 13 and a half, even that I'm seeing in some places. And the Super, Super Contest is listing this as 11 and a half. Jets lost Marcus May for the season. I feel like that's a big loss for a defense that's that's kind of been competing well, or although they were just absolutely dreadful against the Colts on Thursday night. They did not play, come to play at all. Uh, Tyler Croft also going to be out for this one, the tight end who's, who's made some nice catches for both quarterbacks this season. 
I just hate fading the Bills off of a loss like that because they they generally play well in MetLife. I want to say, Mark, maybe you know better than me. So that that part scares me. Bills getting like fifty percent, fifty six percent of the bets, but seventy percent of the money. And I feel like the Jets of all these dogs could be one of the more popular ones. I think Atlanta will be popular too, which is why I liked it. But just as like the sharp big dogs of the week, I feel like the Mike White thing isn't just like Jets fans saying that. I feel like like mm. social media kind of loves Mike White too, and like maybe casual betters are going to be all in on him too. Like he's he's played one game and had one series against the Colts that so we do need to relax a little bit, right? No, that's, that's totally fair. I, I, I don't need to force this. Um, if it's 13 in Circa, you know, maybe if we need a, a fifth game. Yeah, I, I for sure. Uh, but don't, don't need to force it at 11 and a half for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, just, just to reiterate, again, all five of Buffalo's wins have been by 15 points or more. And the Jets have four losses by, I think, 15 points or more. Uh, yeah. I know. Sorry, that's a, like 11 points or more. The Jets are the Jets. But Bearded <laughs> Salah is okay. I just... More shocking to me is just how bad the defense has been the last two weeks. Even though they won that Bengals game, the defense is still awful, and then it was obviously terrible against the Colts. Another sort of public one of the big dogs, I think, is the Lions. Although I'm I'm on them at plus eight and a half at Pittsburgh, I just don't think that Big Ben and this team has any business being favored by this many points over anyone, even at home. Uh, we, we don't like Tomlin when he's generally a big favorite like this, although we'd prefer it if it was on the road. But still... Lions coming off a bye. I know they're winless, but they still fight hard for Campbell. Uh, I'm going to go against Tomlin in this spot most of the time. So even though this one's popular, I do like the Lions getting eight and a half at Pittsburgh. What do you think here, Trev? Yeah, the only thing that surprised me on this game was that the the Steelers are getting 40% of the bets and 90% of the money. Um, so typically, you know, I wouldn't like to go against that, but I do agree with you. Tomlin is a big fave. is not a good track record. I don't remember what the stats are, but... I believe it's something like uh, we'd have to go back to that Dallas game last year when they were laying 10 points on the road and they came out and they had the struggle to win the game outright and did not cover. But I think it was like, you know, he's 11 and 30 or something as a, as a favorite over a touchdown. So it's, I don't want to be with Pittsburgh, but that bet money discrepancy kind of opens my eyes a little bit when you're it's looking concerning. at yeah. hopping on the lions, but I look, the lions I think are going to win a game at some point or be competitive I think people are pointing out, I forget who they play next week, but I think they have what would appear to be a more winning, uh, winnable game. Everyone was on them when they played the Eagles two weeks ago and they got destroyed. Um, yeah. You know, I don't think anyone's going to be on them this week, so I do like that aspect. They play Cleveland uh, next yeah, week. Yeah, so I meant, I'm sorry. Chicago right. so the week after. Thanksgiving. That's, yeah. the, that's the game. I feel like people are going to overreact to the Monday night maybe close game that Pittsburgh had and maybe they should have lost or people are going to think that. So they're going to say, of course, Detroit's going to cover an eight and a half spread. They're coming off the bye. Um, I, I would almost go the other way. I love the trends. Uh, Trav, you pointed out that, that Pittsburgh's getting all that, uh, all the money, but not a lot of the bets. Um, rookie head coaches have gone nine and 15 against the spread off a of bye um, since 2016. They're 0 and 4 this year. These rookie rookie head coaches uh, against the spread off a of bye. Do you trust Goff going up against that defense? It, it, it's hard for me to trust. I feel like I remember some some Ram Steelers games from the past where Goff just looked awful. I don't know. I, I would wean Pittsburgh, but um, happy to stay away if, if you guys are, are on Detroit. Yeah, no, that's an interesting point. I'm sorry, Trav. Um, just. The trends are good, and and just I said at the start of my argument that I thought Detroit would be popular. So if we're thinking of who's going to be the more pick side in the contest, it's definitely going to be the Lions. So maybe maybe you're right, Mark. Maybe we should flip and go Pittsburgh at least in one spot. I would be fine going with Pittsburgh. We all just have to be comfortable with Tomlin as a big fave. I mean, it, you know, 
I don't know why we would think Detroit would be heavily picked with those splits with 90% of the money on Pittsburgh. It would seem to me that in these sharper contests that they would be the, the more picked side. I mean, to be totally fair to Pittsburgh, they're five and three. They've won four games in a row. The defense has not given up more than 27 points that they gave up to the Bears. I mean, you know, their only losses are to, to good teams in Las Vegas, Cincinnati and Green Bay. So I know when you watch them, it looks disgusting and it's really hard. You know, maybe it maybe it's the right side now. The other component of that is they've not blown anyone out. So they beat yeah. Buffalo by seven, Denver by eight, Seattle by three, Chicago, Cleveland by five, and Chicago by two. So maybe eight and a half is too many points, but they don't really get enough credit, I don't think. Yeah, it's crazy. Pittsburgh five and three. Detroit dead last in DVOA too, despite how hard they play. Uh, I need to look up the weather in Pittsburgh because golf, small hands, we're starting to get to that <laughs> that time of the year. I don't. I feel, I mean, the East Coast has been freaking pleasant as hell Uh, it's kind of like sad in a sense like i feel like detroit has tried every single gimmick to kind of like steal a game like against the rams they had all those fake punts Uh, you know they had like an onside kick surprise kick it's just like i feel like they're like hopeless in a sense i mean you know maybe off a buy they they tweak something and, and come up with something but it's hard for me to buy this team so i'm seeing temps in the 30s in Pittsburgh on Sunday mm. with a chance of light rain. So that would lead me to go with, with Pittsburgh again, defense against that Detroit team. Um, yeah. All right. That's a good, good argument there, Mark. Good flip. Uh, Trav, what else you, uh, you like so far? One that I want to discuss is, is, and you're going to puke, but Carolina getting 10 in Arizona. I know. Peach. We <laughs> yeah. Well, it's still, so this is another one of these Carolina didn't cover last week and Arizona did. And I think if you, take the team that didn't cover the week before in those types of matchups. I, I don't know. It covers it like 60 plus percent, I think. So the, the bets and money is about 50, 50 here. Carolina is still sixth in defensive DVOA. Uh, obviously I think Darnold's been part of the problem, not part of the solution. So now the issue here is you want to like backup quarterbacks. And I think I'd be okay riding the Walker Payne train. Um, <laughs> but we do need to be upfront about the fact that he has completed this year, three of 15 passing attempts. And last year he threw one touchdown and five <laughs> interceptions across four games. So I want to like Carolina here with the defense. 49% completion percentage. I just want to add to those stats, which I had written down. Last year? Uh, overall for his career. Overall, yeah. So, you know, 5'11", I don't think you look at him like he's got a lot of great physical tools that would jump out as an NFL quarterback, but it's just I kind of like the going against Arizona again and a little bit of a fresh breath without Darnold. Wait, so when did Walker play this year? Did He, he filled in the game? He, and they, they, we had them win that Atlanta game when we had Carolina. Darnold got absolutely rocked. Oh, that's right. In okay. that late in that game. And, and he, he played a little in. bit, I think, against the Giants. I didn't realize his stats were that bad. Wow. I, yeah, I mean, I want to like Carolina. It's just terrifying going against Arizona. I don't like that, uh, Mike, you kind of brought this up in our, our text thread, that Carolina watch, lost their center uh, for the season. So now you have a new quarterback, new center. You just got to think like something's going to be off there. We, I do have the stat, you know, quarterbacks making their first start uh of the season backup quarterbacks making their first start of the season are 26 and 15 against the spread since 2018 um it's just a you know these quarterbacks tend to be really undervalued in the market in general over the last few years so i could get involved but absolutely terrified to do this i didn't even realize christian mccaffrey played last week i'm just looking it up now 14 carries for 52 yards i didn't watch much of that game count too yeah yeah and, and the, we, the other thing to raise here is mike you sent around like the um what do you call them? The the models, what the implied lines would be, and they have Arizona over ten points here, uh, for the most part. So that's rough. 
Um, but also I forgot to mention on the Pittsburgh game that they do have Pittsburgh, you know, between 11 and 13 points as a fave. And we're, we're only laying eight and a half in the contest. So that may be another, you know, mark for Pittsburgh on the plus side. Do we know who's playing uh, quarterback for Arizona yet? Kyler not. did not practice Wednesday. We're taping this on Wednesday, but he said they have a plan and he's feeling better. So, I mean, I gotta say, like, I'm super impressed with Cliff and, you know, what he did last week. And it, it's just super, super amazing that he's got that offense just humming despite, yeah. you know, people being out. Yeah. Agreed. Pretty big letdown spot for them, at least in this spot. Yeah. If we yeah. want to take Carolina, I, I'd be fine throwing in rule at some point. Like, this is their season, right? Uh, God, if we just take go against Arizona, we find a way every single week. But, Fuck, they're so frustrating. But oh, I think uh, Edmonds is out this week. And... We, we should say, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel, but every time I see, you know, watching that San Francisco game or every other time I've seen a highlight about Arizona, like James Connors looks like a different person. Yeah. Like he, he looks bigger out there. He's like, he looks like a fucking monster. And he was always just disappointing, I feel like, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. This one's tough. Yeah. Arizona to just it. finds just... a way. They find a way. No, no, you're right. I just, God. I'm so sick of watching just Kingsbury. <laughs> God. Uh, what else do I have? Um, Detroit and Dallas. Uh, Can we talk about another, uh, you know, tough to stomach game? Yeah. And I'm curious what you're going to say. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I'm, this is definitely the right side. It's a hold your nose, but 49ers plus four. <laughs> Get, the Rams Get out of here. 49ers have won their last four against the Rams. So they, they swept them last year. Nick Mullins even started one of those games. Uh, they swept in 2019. You know, I, I think it's just really good value. I think people are overreacting to last week. San Francisco's, I think, what are they? Yeah, they're number nine in DVOA still. You know, why? Yeah, <laughs> why? It makes me question. It makes so, me question everything about DVOA. Shats talked about this in write up, and I, I probably can't articulate as well as Shats did. But you know, their offense was actually very very good until the game got out of hand last week. Um, and I think that's how they measure things. Uh, the defense has obviously been very disappointing, but you know, the Rams, I, you know, do they deserve to be a four point road favorite after, after last week? And you know, maybe it was just an aberration, but um, Mark, the Rams haven't really beaten anybody either. We texted it during the game. We're never <laughs> taking the Niners at home ever again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they are so bad in Levi stadium. It's ridiculous, especially with Shanahan. Like, I just I can't do it again. And if the Rams were coming off a blowout victory over Tennessee, I'd be all in on, on going back. But they they got pretty thoroughly embarrassed themselves, so that part worries me. So yeah, primetime home dogs. Sorry to to cut, to cut you off, but go, go. you got you. No, got that, that's all I want to say is primetime <laughs> primetime home dog. But oh, go ahead, primetime home dog. That's it. Okay, in a division game, in a division game. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, it's just I I think the line hasn't moved or didn't react really to either result last week, which were both piss poor. And I, I'm a little bit tired of hearing about the, the Niners offense in general. I just, you yeah. know, so they were good statistically last weekend, but they scored 17 points. I don't know. I'd rather take the jets. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's fair. I, I understand, but like everybody took San Francisco last week, right? So nobody's everybody this week. No, you're right. Before the season, right. we ahead, took them twice. Super- yeah. <laughs> Before the season, we'll get with San Francisco by three. There's going to be times to take them again. But uh, wait, is this game is this game in San Francisco or is this in like Mexico? Well, that would be oh. a wrinkle. Yeah. I, as far as I know, it's in San Francisco, but that's we should. Is there a Mexico that. game this year or no? Because of COVID. Now I, I got to figure out how to look this up. Um, 
San Francisco's all, also had terrible fumble luck. They've recovered four of 11 fumbles on offense and three of 15 on defense. They're due. They are due. Yeah, no, this is at Levi Stadium. Okay. <laughs> Would you have liked it more if it was in Mexico? Yes. <laughs> I don't Francisco's... know what it is about that stadium. It's got no juice. It's worse than MetLife, I want to say. Yeah, it's out in the middle it, of nowhere no, in terrible. Santa Clara. It sucks. Nobody goes. Yeah. San Francisco's 30th in the league in third down conversion efficiency. Yeah. That's not sustainable. How is Jimmy, it possible? Jimmy, G, Jimmy G's bad and the play calling is bad. They'd run screens to Ayuk or end arounds to Debo Samuel. They don't, they're just like Kirk Cousins. They don't throw past the line of scrimmage ever. What I, I do think a flaw in the 49ers offense is like if they get behind, they're not like a come from behind team because they, no. they need to run the ball and, you know, do, do a lot of that. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Look, I think Los Angeles is incredibly overrated. I was getting frustrated watching the game on Sunday night, listening to the announcers say how brilliant McVay is, and blah 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 blah. I mean, they haven't beaten anybody this year. I mean, literally nobody. You know, that game didn't. The result of that game didn't surprise us at all. I think I don't have no idea why Tennessee was getting seven and a half points. That said, like San Francisco fits in these types of teams that the Rams have beaten up on. I, I don't know. I would throw them in one if we need it but it's not yeah. right now high on my list. That's fair. Do you have anything else high on your list? Because I have one left, but nothing else higher. Um, I mean, I'd be curious a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I got a couple others I'd like to discuss, but I, I guess the one, I don't have a side on this one necessarily, but Indy laying 10 against Jacksonville. Again, I, I don't necessarily have a side, but what's weird to me is the Colts in four, or five, four and five overall, and this is going to be the third time in five weeks that they'll be 10-point favorites or more. They covered the first two against Houston and the Jets, and doing it a third time may feel like a you know tough ask, similar to what Buffalo had to do last week against the same Jaguars team, where they had covered you know the fifteen you know twice um, the last two times, and they just couldn't do it a third time. I, I just can't imagine getting on the Jaguars here off of a win, and that's what bugs me. If the Jag if the Jags had lost last week, I think I'd be all over them, but um, I, I just I don't know them coming off of a win scares me. So ultimately, I think I'd be okay going back to Indy, but just recognizing that, again, it's an average team that we're going to ask to cover 10 points for the third time in five weeks. I, I agree. I like Indy here, too. I have one stat that I wrote down is uh, when a team ekes out a close win as a 10-point or more dog, which Jacksonville was last week, they are 15-18-1 against the spread the following week. But when said dog is a double-digit dog once again, they drop to 1-8 and eight against the spread. So that's interesting. So it's like they, they pull off the one, obviously, but then they go right back to facing a good team and then they blow it again. I'd be I'd be down to take the Colts. I feel like they are a team that blows out bad teams, especially with that running game. Like all the running backs are good and they can even unleash like Marlon Mack in the fourth quarter if the game gets out of hand and he runs hard. Hines runs hard. Taylor's amazing. Love the offensive line. Love the defense. So, you know, you just risk a Wentz dumb interception costing you everything. But Against yeah. bad teams, that doesn't seem to be a problem. I don't know where the hell that Jags defensive performance came out of <laughs> from last week. I can't see that replicating in back-to-back weeks. I'm sure Urban and everybody was partying up a storm this week. So 60% of the bets are on the Colts, but 95% of the money's on the Colts. I like those trends. As a big fave, I, I'd be fine to, to fade Jacksonville coming off a, a victory because week, the week before that, we went against Jacksonville on the road too, and they were absolutely dreadful in Seattle as well. So what do you think here, Mark? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking, like, are the Jaguars getting a little too much respect right now? I mean, 
you guys alluded to it, like the Jets were ten and a half point dogs last week. Now, you know, Jacks Jacksonville's only ten point dogs. Like I feel like Jets are a slightly better team than Jaguars. Jack Jacksonville covered uh both times against Indy last year, which I actually kinda right like. I feel like maybe reversion to mean there. I, I can get involved. I, I like your your stats on the, the said dog too, like the, the big dog two, two weeks in a row. You also have Indy coming off of extra rest, but you know what's interesting? I just looked up opponent yards per rush attempt. Jacksonville is third in the league defensively, giving up 3.8 yards a carry only, um, hmm. which is behind only New Orleans and Cleveland. But what's interesting, Mike, is you, were, you said you don't know where that defensive performance came from last week. And I know it was you know, mostly the way they defended the pass, but even though they've given up only 3.8 yards a carry for the year, they gave up over five last week. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know what the Bills were doing in that game. I didn't see yeah. other, much other than what the red zone showed me, but that was it felt, weird. It felt more like a Bills issue than a Jags issue, I think, but... Yeah. By the way, uh, just a random stat. The Jets with uh, Josh Johnson throwing for 300 yards last week against Indy, they became the, the sixth team to have different quarterbacks throw for 300 yards back-to-back games since 1990. Wow. Quarterback factory. Yeah. Josh Johnson got to 300. I fell asleep during that game. But Wow. Crazy. So did Indy. Mark, you mentioned primetime dogs. I'm not going Thursday yet, but I do like the Raiders uh, plus two and a half against the Chiefs. I don't I don't know how many times you can say you're waiting for the Kansas City offense to wake up, but they had two pretty damn good chances against Jordan Love and then against the crappy Giants the last two weeks and eked out pretty uh, lackluster victories against both. So I, I like getting back on the Raiders. Tough week for them last week with all the rug stuff and then having to go on the road against the Giants at one. That, that, that game was weird too. It, the Giants played terribly. I thought the Raiders defense actually played pretty well, but the the pick six by McKinney kind of sealed things. And then the Raiders had a, a bunch of other costly turnovers from from what I saw. But I don't know. Raiders as a home dog in prime time, I like it. I, I still think the Chiefs, there's something wrong with them. And if I get to go against Sorensen with a quarterback like Carr, I'm game. Maybe it's a stay away spot, but I, I did lean the Raiders in this in this spot. What do you think here, Mark? Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's the right side too. Las Vegas very competitive uh, in both games against Chiefs last year. They they won one. Uh, they they lost the other. I think uh, at the end of regulation. Um, I think it's the right side. Just I, I just don't know what to make of this Chiefs team. I mean, if you were to say we were gonna get, uh, they were only two and a half point favorites. Like yeah, I know we would take this in a heartbeat. Uh, but they they just look so terrible. I, I I don't I don't understand them. Them and the Bills are, are kind of perplexing to me right now. Yeah, I, I'm very interested as well. I mean, I think we were even texting during the games last weekend, like we would be all over the Raiders this weekend. I think I would throw them in as a single play in one of these contests. Um, and maybe even in the circuit, if we can get an extra half point to get to the full field goal, that would be great. Yeah, I mean, I think this is just the right side. All right. Uh, let's just get the uh, Thursday night game out of the way, too, while we're talking about primetime dogs. We obviously did not play the Colts last week. We talked about it heavily here. We regretted it immediately, although it did end up being interesting at the end. Uh, the Jets had a chance for the backdoor cover, but Miami probably the right side, uh, plus seven and a half at home against Baltimore on Thursday, but that, that's a tough pill to swallow. Miami just awful, and somehow the Texans could not cover against the Dolphins, even though the Dolphins turned it over five times in that in that game on Sunday. Really, really painful. Tyrod just just brutal couldn't come through for us and I saw this stat today John Harbaugh as Ravens head coach is 9 and 0 against the spread against Miami in his career it's the most games any coach has coached against a single team uh while covering the spread in each and every game so wow maybe I mean if we want to be total square 
you know a lot of people aren't taking it just because they don't like to get the games in. I, I would maybe lean Ravens off a, a nail biter, but I, I, I don't feel the need to force this game. Just just wanted to get it on the docket. So what do you think, Airtraff? Yeah, I was interested in Baltimore too because Miami covered and Baltimore didn't. So I'd like getting back on Baltimore, even though it's over a touchdown. Um, I think, you know, again, these, I think I made the case last week that the Thursday night games appear to be getting closer as the season goes on just because it's like survive in advance. But obviously that wasn't the case last week. Maybe it wouldn't be the case again this week. Um, I don't know. Baltimore just seems like a professional team. This wouldn't bother them kind of going on the road. It's like a business trip. So I think I'd be okay with it, but I don't know that I have a real great case. Yeah, I agree. I'd be fine if you really want to force it, but um, yeah, it's just a lot of points to to win on a Thursday. And uh, I I feel like we could find other games in the mix. That's Um, fair. And plus, you know, Dolphins, like you said, they had five turnovers last week, maybe some turnover version this week. So don't need to force it. No. The only the only good thing the Thursday game forced us to do is lock five games on Thursday. Yep. So then it, it decreases the amount of stress we have on Friday and Saturday. But that's not really the reason to uh to force this. I think did we get all the big games out of no. the way? No. Oh, uh Tampa Bay, Brady, uh bye. Going to Washington nine and a half. I don't really have any thoughts on this one. I, I think Washington's dreadful, so if you need me to pick a side, it would be it would be Tampa, but uh, we saw Washington cover as a home dog against this team in the wild card round last year in the playoffs. So obviously that defense was playing at a much higher level than they are this year. So I don't know. What do you think here, Trav, with your boy, Tommy? Yeah, no, the only thing I wrote down is that Tampa's two and four against the spread outside of the division. So you know, that's not very impressive, obviously. I, I don't know. Maybe it would be the time to take a flyer on the football team. Maybe this game could get over, over that nine and a half number in the Circa. I think I'd rather be on Washington, though, than Tampa. If I had to pick the game, I, I would feel like a, a major square if we go in with Tampa as a nine-and-a-half-point road fave and they win by seven or something. It just would annoy the hell out of us. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tampa was favored by 10 in last year's playoff game against Washington. Uh, Washington ended up covering that in a 31-23 uh, loss. Um, obviously, no fans in that game. Uh, I think Washington's getting a couple offensive linemen back this week, so I would wean them too, but I didn't have this in my top five, so I have to yeah. keep this keep this out of the mix. There's probably still going to be no fans there either, <laughs> so nobody goes to these. It's another terrible uh, yeah, yeah. home field advantage. Yeah, one of the worst <laughs> in the NFL. I don't, I don't feel the need to play that one. Um, can we talk about uh, New England, Cleveland? Yeah. Curious what you guys think. Uh, I, I didn't want to take, be forced to pick a side, but I would probably lean Patriots just since Cleveland had such a big win. And um, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but maybe they're going to be good because Beckham's gone. And maybe that's a reason to take them. I, I don't know. I, I, I had a really trouble picking a side in this game. I thought the 1.5 was, was really weird. I feel like New England deserves to be a three-point favorite in this game after the way they've played lately. But what do you think, Trev? Yeah, I kind of mark. I thought you were going to go here. So it strikes me that New England's getting 50% of the bets and 75% of the money. So that's a good thing. But I can tell you, like, I've been hearing an awful lot of chatter this week that the Pats are quote unquote back. Um, yeah. And even, even talk like Ryan Clark said that, you know, the path to the Super Bowl in the AFC goes through Foxborough. Like, to- and that was on, that was after the Tennessee game. That worries me a lot. There's I mean, I nothing think, tangible there. It just worries me. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's fair concern. Uh, I feel like they're maybe a little too bandwaggy now, but um, yeah. I, do, I do like the Pats under a field goal. Uh, I think Cleveland's going to be without a bunch of their running backs. Um, I think Chubb's out this week. Their third down back, I forget his name, he's out. They got the Ernest Johnson, though, and he's been they, I think he's the yeah the only 
uh, one that's played this year that's going to be active. I, don't know, I just feel like Bill against these young quarterbacks, you know, he's taken down Darnold, Herbert, you know, Zach Wilson the last few weeks. Um, I, I kind of like him figuring out something against Baker to confuse him. Um, I don't know. It, it's not, I don't need to force this game, but um, again, just under a field goal, thought yeah. it was interesting. How about Cleveland six overall in DVOA? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. At five and a four. Yeah. Crazy. And New England 13. I, uh, <laughs> all the, these three and under spreads, I, I did like a couple of the favorites at three, not, not in the, I, I did like Denver and I liked uh, the, both the Chargers, the two AFC West teams. Uh, Denver, three-point favorite against Philly at home. Chargers, three-point favorite against Minnesota at home. I, I feel like Minnesota is just like a COVID mess this week. One of their offensive linemen, I think, is in the hospital. Um, Dalvin Cook, the whole situation is weird. I'm guessing he'll be able to play this week, but who knows if this thing escalates. What happens? Although their backup running back is awesome, that kid, Madison. I just think the Vikings, two really heartbreaking losses in a row. Now they got to fly out west. That's a tough spot for them. And then Denver-Philly... I, I just, I don't like taking Denver after what they did to the Cowboys, but I, I still think the Eagles are dreadful and, the, and Denver's a tough place to travel to. So the line okay. being three in each, I don't lean either way. I don't, either of those games stand out to either of you guys. I was kind of interested on Philly. I don't really have a great case for it, but I thought they played, you know, they blew out Detroit. They played the Chargers pretty tough last weekend. Um, they're 18th in DVOA, Denver's 20th. So I don't know. They didn't cover Denver did. So I, I would lean Philly in that game, but I don't have, you know, much of a significant case um, on that one. On the other one, I mean, I would just point out that the NFC North outside of the division is 16 and 10 against the spread. Mm. Uh, the AFC West is 13 and 15 against the spread. So you know, that doesn't factor in stuff like all the off the field stuff that Minnesota is going through. So, you know, I wouldn't put too much stock in that, but of the two, I kind of like Philly a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, Mike, I'm surprised you're you're kind of on Denver. Um, I thought you kind of alluded to earlier, you know, closer to Sunday that you might want to fade them. You're right. I, I, I kind of right. want to fade Denver too. Uh, you know, Washington was three point dog um, a few weeks ago in Denver, seventeen ten game. They almost pulled it out um, with a backup quarterback. Denver maybe had a fluky game last week. They they played fantastic. Give them credit, but um, you know, I, 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 I'd like to fade them this week. I think. Okay. Like, I think Philly's a much better team than Washington. And two weeks ago, Washington was laying the same three or was getting the same three points yep. in Denver. Yep, yeah. agreed. agreed. Philly's defense is what worries me. They're 24th in DVOA. And I believe this past Sunday's game, maybe, and maybe it's because of coaching, but, or are other teams being aggressive? But this was the third time this season where the Eagles have not forced a punt. Mm. And obviously, they were going against Staley and some guy who's going to go for it on every fourth down, but that still means they weren't forcing a fourth down on, on the other side of the 50, I would say. Mm. On Cleveland, I just noticed that uh, Betonio just signed a three-year extension. I saw before that uh, Treader Teller. Teller. Thank you. Is it Teller or Treader? No, it's, you got it. It's Teller. He also signed an extension this week. Wonder, wonder if that means anything. Just so- shoring up the good players now that Beckham's gone. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think that's... Oh, the only game we haven't talked about is Seattle-Green Bay with Russ coming back. Uh, Seahawks are three-and-a-half-point dogs at the Packers. I initially leaned uh, Seattle here, but the more I think about it, Green Bay might be the more unique side. I don't know. I feel like there's just so much anti-Packers mojo with all the Rodgers COVID stuff, and then people might think Russ is going to come back and be awesome, but serious finger injury. I feel like it's going to take him at least a little while to to get his, his touch back on, on a lot of those dink passes or his long balls. Who knows? Maybe he's going to be totally fine, but I feel like Seattle is going to be a really popular dog this week, so... 
for that reason, I, I would flip to go Green Bay, but I don't need to force this one either. There's, other, I feel like the Packers and Seahawks always play weird games, no matter no matter where they hook up. So, fine to set you, this one out. You actually think uh, people are going to be off the Packers because because of Rodgers and and all the. Well, I just think they think it's a distraction, and we also don't know if Rodgers will be cleared to play until Saturday. I think he has to test out oh, okay. on Saturday. Okay. So Got it. we might not even know by the time it is to submit, but yeah. If you're okay. locking your picks earlier, if you don't pay up for the premium proxy service and you got to do this on Friday, you might you might want to take Russ with the hook, right? Take a flyer, yeah. And also Seattle three and five, I think I mentioned you guys, just seems like a kitchen sink for them if they want to get back in the race. And obviously these teams have left the door open in the NFC West too. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I like the trends on Seattle, but on the other hand, like the Packers have been super impressive without kind of like a full team in the last few weeks. Um and I was also surprised DVOA, like Green Bay's fifteenth, Seattle's twelfth somehow in DVOA, despite you know their poor defense. Uh, yeah, I, I keep flip flopping, so yeah, don't, don't need to pick a side or don't need to take this game. That's fine. No, I, I kind of would lean Seattle. Forty five percent of the bets, sixty five percent of the money. Um, I think I, I would lean Seattle if I had to. Yeah, I'm fine to leave Seattle around. It just it seems like kind of a trap with that three and a half. Maybe I do think it's going to be popular. I agree with that. Yeah, Seattle defense still terrible too. Uh, and Green Bay's defense has been awesome. We've obviously been huge Packers fans. We've totally flipped to just being cheeseheads. I think four weeks in a row now, we've won with Green Bay. So watched a lot of that defense, and, and they're pretty impressive. Uh, we'll leave Seattle off to the side, maybe put them in the same desperate times group as Mark's 49ers. But <laughs> if, if with those teams not in there, we do have a lot of games in with uh, New Orleans and Dallas, Indy, Las Vegas, I sort of had those as the four where we had the strongest reactions to, and then also Pittsburgh, the Jets, and Carolina, and the Eagles as the next group. Sheesh. Pittsburgh, I think, is the top of that group, at least from the arguments that I can recall. Mm-hmm. And then we have Baltimore thrown in as a potential Thursday night gamble if we wanted to do that. So, Did, did you still keep the Pats in, or did you throw them out? I threw them out. I thought, okay. I mean, okay. I thought me and Trevor on Cleveland. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I don't have a side on that to be to be clear. I I, I don't mind the New England call. I just I, I, I don't like what I've been hearing. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Clark. I think I'm on up. I think I'm on Cleveland. So you're on Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You you probably like Pittsburgh of that group. I think I really like uh New Orleans and Dallas and Indy. And I think the Raiders are probably a good gamble in, in one of our one of our spots. And then like you said, Pittsburgh. I'd probably take a flyer on the Jets if we get a good good line in the Circa. Eagles, you guys made some good cases there too. So well, what what stands out to you the most, Mark? Um, the Niners, for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got yeah. it. No, I mean, I think the, the Pittsburgh is kind of interesting. You know, New Orleans. I, I feel like we're going to have to take Carolina, but I'm going to be terrified. But that's probably a good yeah. Thing. yeah. Okay. What's the, um, where do we stand the last couple of weeks have been more dog favorites or more dog heavy in the results? Yeah, last, uh, last, last week's week, dogs were awesome. Yeah. Last week dogs were ten and four against the spread. <laughs> How did the they're, home they're dogs not have a killer week? Yeah, they're seventy eight and fifty seven on on the season. Yeah, maybe, maybe <clears throat> I mean because we're going to end up, I think, with more favorites here than we typically do. Yeah, Dallas, Pittsburgh, Indy. Pats, That'd be it. That'd be Pats. it. Well, we threw out Baltimore and Pats. Okay, I'll leave Baltimore. the Pats around for now. Do, do we want to get involved on the Thursday? Because it is fun. <laughs> Uh, I, mean, I could, I could, if you, if you guys are maybe into it. What time do we have to get that in tomorrow? What's it in the circa mark? I know it's in the super contest. It's it's a uh, three p.m. Three, Pacific. Yeah. 
I mean, we would do super. I wouldn't do that for Circa, Baltimore. Right. So, if we wanted to lock five with Baltimore, I would probably throw in New Orleans, Dallas, Raiders, Steelers, Steelers. That would be. Have Raiders? That'd be top five. That'd be four favorite. Uh, that'd be three favorites. Doesn't sound like we're really yeah. ready for Baltimore. Okay. And I got to be honest, I'm not going to be responsive tomorrow. So, okay, let's forget Baltimore. Right? Yeah. That's a stupid play. Yeah. Um. All right, we got enough games to get through. Uh, quickly on the announcers. Uh, Chris Myers, most boring announcer in history, is doing the Pittsburgh Detroit game. So, get excited for that when the red zone goes to it. Him and Moose just. I'd rather just watch no announcers than hear the two of them talk during these games. <laughs> so bad every time they go to him. What, what did he used to do on ESPN? Was he just an anchor? He did like reports, and then he didn't he host that show like up close. Remember that show? Uh, that was Chris Myers. Yeah, that's right. That it started off. It was like yeah, Roy Firestone. Roy Firestone. Yeah, it was the original, and then Chris Myers took over. Um, well, Jim Rome, I remember in the original. I feel like he's not bad as a reporter. He's just terrible doing play by play. And I don't yeah. understand why Fox lets him do it. Because in the playoffs, he usually becomes like one of the sideline guys, and he's fine in, in small yeah. doses. But three and a half hours of Chris Myers is just brutal. He used to do a lot of baseball too, right? Yeah, he I was involved in baseball there. tonight. Tonight at some point too. Yeah, uh, Jay Feely and Spiro Didis doing Jets Bills. There's some that shit sounds like that's a that, that game's tailor made <laughs> for that crew. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kevin Harlan doing Saints Titans. I like that. Mm. Uh, that's fun that's a that's an nice, intriguing yeah. game yeah super intriguing Ian Eagles got Pats Browns that seems like a good Ian game Nance and Romo finally getting a big game this week with Seahawks Packers I feel like they've we've talked about they've just been buried uh, I, I hate the NFC football whatever the, the Fox I, I just wish this this should be a Fox game you're right that's <clears> weird <throat> they probably wanted to give Romo one like Rogers game or something yeah and he might not even get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the Mannings are involved this week, so that's sad. Uh, but I, the, I, the Monday Night Crew's been fine this year. I really haven't minded them at all. Uh, no Gus Johnson and Tlaib once again. I guess the bye weeks just kill those guys, so they'll be back later in the year. What are Buck and, Buck and Eakman doing? They're just doing Thursday, and then they're off. Okay. Yeah. So I grow. I, they've grown on me so much. I mean, I've, I've, I've liked Buck now for a while, but Eakman, I know we've talked about it before, but... It's so much better now than he used to be. I don't know. They've, like, they've definitely found their groove. Yeah. Yeah. Love him. He, he might be my number two color guy. Like, I can't believe they were saying that. And I kind of agree. Like, Who's number one? So sardonic. I love it. I mean, I was thinking Collinsworth, but maybe, maybe it's Aikman. I no, I like Collinsworth still number one. At least he, he has stuff to say about the game. Yeah. yeah. Not a popular take, though, these days. I feel like so many people hate Collinsworth. I don't get it. I get he's like, can be over the top sometimes about how good a player is, but he's just so on top of it. Like he'll give you nuggets like right yeah. after a play occurs, yeah. like watch this guy make this, but I don't know. Yeah. Just learn yeah. something. Yeah. I gotta be honest. The Monday night crew or the color guys, at least I, you know, they're up there. I, I think greasy and Riddick have done a pretty good job. Yeah. It's not perfect. I don't like the three men booth, but greasy always seems to give me something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would send yeah. Steve Levy just to the NHL. I know he, I'm sure he's loving doing all that now that the NHL and ESPN is back, but I don't yeah. like him doing yeah. football. He he gets too excited at like the wrong yes. and yeah. not excited enough at you know, yeah, his voice the gets three hard pick up on second and eight <laughs> yeah. four minutes into the game is yeah. not that exciting of a play. Good slate this week. Officials uh Vinovich is doing Chiefs Raiders, so I feel like the Sunday night game is in good hands, mm-hmm. which we need after last week. Oh no, we had Rodgers last week, so I feel like they at least put the good guys on Sunday night football. 
Uh, Hussey's doing Browns Pats, which you like to see in a in a big game there. Boger doing Saints Titans. You know we're going to be on that game and not be happy with Jerome at some point. I think Jerome does half of the Saints games. I feel like he <laughs> always does the Saints game. And uh, Tony C doing Jags Colts. So if we take Indy, we know who who to blame. Uh, that was awful. So yeah, at uh, Home Dogs Pod on Twitter, we're probably not taking the Ravens unless uh, something drastic happens tomorrow. But uh, looking at Saints, Cowboys, Steelers, Panthers, Jets, Eagles, maybe the Pats, Colts, Chiefs. I'm sorry, Raiders, not the Chiefs. And uh, perhaps the Seahawks and Niners if we get desperate. So probably not going to be doing doubles this week unless we get really confident on one. But it definitely seems like a slate that we're all struggling with. So we might as well take our chances with the 10 games and see what we can do. Uh, doubles just continue to burn us. We, we, every time we do it, we go one and one with our, with our double splits. And we did last week with the Titans and the Niners. So it's tough, but, uh, Mark, uh, if you have any thoughts on that before he gets trivia, the floor is yours. Yeah. No thoughts on the double. Yeah. Re- recapping last week's, uh, listener trivia. I don't think we got anybody to respond, unfortunately, but, um, I asked, what I got, quarter- I think I saw one response on Twitter. Oh, okay. Uh, so just we asked, one, you know, uh, what, what quarterback <laughs> has thrown the most pick sixes in NFL history. Did, did we get a response? Yeah, so it was Jeff Kong who guessed uh, Roman Harper the week before, which, okay. which made us all laugh. He he went with Favre. Okay, so Jeff, you're right. Uh, it is Brett, Brett Favre with 31. Number two is Marino, 29. Joe Namath, 28. Manning, 27. Breeze, 27. Wait, 31 pick sixes? Yeah. That's, that's, that's a lot. crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's like what? I'm trying to think how many years he played. God. This is a lot yeah. of points to give up. Yeah. Wow. Played like 17, 18 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. For you guys this week, very simple question. Um, might be a pretty premature to ask a question like this, but I was thinking, you know, teams starting to jockey for playoff position. What team holds the record for most playoff losses? And I, I don't have the updated trivia score. I have it as eight and a half to six and a half, but I, I know that's not right. Mike won two last week. Yeah, we're so tied. We're tied, tied eight up. Half, yeah. Eight and a half. So Trav, okay. Trav, you're up first. Mm-hmm. I'll say it's tough. You can only lose one playoff game a year. I don't know if people recognize that. <laughs> this isn't the NBA. Uh, uh, I'll say the Raiders. Mm-mm. The Raiders are incorrect. Most playoff losses. So you got to be there a lot, but suck. So the Cowboys always suck in the playoffs, but I don't think they're there enough. Um, I'm going to go with the Saints. Uh, no, Saints are incorrect. I mean, I feel like they're, they've only been around, what, since the 80s? Or 70s? Were they in the 70s? 70s. Yeah, they've been yeah. All right. Not, not in trouble, guess. Steelers? Uh, nope, not the Steelers. Patriots? Not the Pats. Steelers were number four, by the way. Packers? Uh, nope. This is Top all 10. time? This is all time? This is all time. This is all time. Giants. Does this count Super Bowl losses, do you think? Yeah. I guess that's yeah. a playoff loss, yeah. Giants. Uh, you hear that guess? Uh, it's not the Giants. They are number five. Hmm. Giants. Do you want the records of some of these teams? Giants, yeah, 24 and 25. Playoff record of all time. Steelers 36 and 26. Uh, Packers 36 and 24. Colts. 
Uh, not the Colts. Colts are number six, 23 and 25. Mm. The football team? No. No. Nice pause. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, I can't even remember. Oh. I don't want to get pants away. I mean, the Bills have the four Super Bowl losses, but I don't remember them in the playoffs much. Obviously, they haven't been recently very often. Well, not until the last three or four years. Um, the the Eagles. Uh, no, not the Eagles. This is a tough question. They're running out of running out of teams. Yeah. Um, let's go. With the Bears. It's not the Bears. Damn. Did Mike end up guessing the Cowboys? No. Did he, Mike? I did not. No. All I'm, right, I'm, so they're, they're the number Cowboys. two. Yeah, oh. they're number two. That's a great guess. 35 and 28. Mm. Uh, who's left? Dolphins. Not the, not the Fins. Do, do you want the year that this team last made the playoffs? I don't know if that that's sure or not. Sure. 2019. <laughs> so they didn't make the playoffs last year. That's yeah. The, that's the hint. I guess that's the hint. Yeah. The Vikings. Yes. The Vikings. 21 and 30. 30 career or 30 all time playoff losses for the Vikings. Hmm. Kind of crazy. We've been in 51 playoff games. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they were very good 70s. They were purple people eaters. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then like Denny Green, you know, with the Vikings in the nineties, they always yeah. lost. Yeah, they always lost. Yeah, I guess Denny Green made it a lot and always lost. So that makes. Yep. 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 All right. Good stuff. They, they, uh, just, just while we're on old Viking stuff, um, this used to be one of the Super Bowl questions that Francesca had, and I never. It always shocked me, but I don't remember how he phrased the question. But a, a coach that had lost both a Super Bowl, I believe and an NBA championship or something like Bud Grant was their coach back in the seventies mm-hmm. and he played, I think for the Lakers and <laughs> Are you serious? yeah. And then he coached the, he, the Vikings. He, yeah. And he coached the Vikings trying to look it up, but I'm not, wait, the Vikings what? have never, that's crazy by the way. I, yeah, I, that's insane. The Vikings have never won a Super Bowl. No, I had last year at some point thought that they had won one of those when he was coaching them, like Super they, Bowl 7 or something. They won the last year before the merger. Mm-hmm. So they won in 1969, it says. They so beat New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so I, I, that was going to be another future question was what, what's the team that has won the most playoff games but has not won a Super Bowl? Hmm. And, and it's the Vikings. Man, tortured fan base. God. Yeah. yeah. Tortured ownership. Crazy. He won a he won a Grey Cup and an <clears throat> NBA championship in 1950. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It's fucking hard to believe. Um, all right, let me send the listeners out with one. Hopefully, we get maybe a few more responses. But Jeff, uh, maybe it's just for Jeff. Uh, <laughs> who holds the NFL record for most passing yards in a game where they ran for more yards than they passed? Oh my god! Do I need to repeat that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Who holds the NFL record for most passing yards in a game where they ran for more yards than they passed? Okay. So that's the caveat. Yeah, that's the question. Okay. All right. 
that's these are the creative questions that that the listeners want to hear, Mark. So I appreciate that one. Uh, maybe diving into your Mike Vick uh, archives. <clears throat> I don't know if it seems like it's, too it's e- not Mike Vick. I'll yeah, too that. easy, too easy of an answer it's if it was easy, Mike Vick. So think about us. Tweet at us at Home Dogs Pod. Week ten is here. We got nine weeks left to uh, make a run. We have set ourselves up firmly uh, towards the top half of the pack in each conference. So we have not blown this thing in any stretch of the imagination. Titans really saved our bacon last week. We'll be going against them this week with the Saints for sure in at least one spot. So uh, we'll get our week 10 picks out to you on Twitter on Saturday night. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.